my mother, you know, came to the United States with one dollar in her pocket, you know, like literally one dollar in her pocket. They cost some fees to be able to come to the U.S. legally, right? Right. So uh, when you do it correctly and fill out your immigration papers and everything else, it takes years, right? Years. You have to get medical screening, background check, criminal check for your parents and everybody else. And basically, you put in your time. And then they say, hey, here you go. Welcome to America. Here's your packet, right? And by the time you get there, <laughs> you got to come in and you got to be able to make it happen for yourself. There's no like, party <laughs> waiting for you, right? I can only imagine now that I'm a father of three, right? I can only imagine how tough it was for my mother to come in with four kids, my older sister, mm. me, my little brother, and at the time, my three-year-old sister, Jimena, right? My little brother, Julio, my older brother, Denise, a shout out to Denise, Julio, Jimena. Um, she's a cop over there in Largo, Florida, so she's going through some rough times right now. Shout out to Florida. She's in Lar Largo, Florida. She's a, it's a police officer in Largo Police Department, so shout out to her. She's kicking butt, taking names. But yeah, we uh, we got uh, we got to uh, to the airport in Miami. Uh, we had to stay there for a few hours, I think, uh, held up because they got to check your paperwork and immigration and everything else. So we missed right. the flight, that connection flight to Tampa, where we had somebody from the family meeting us and picking us up, right? Okay. So they put us on the next flight, it was six hours later, to go to Tampa. But you gotta understand, in 93, there was no cell phones. You know what I'm saying? There was no like, let me send you a quick email, right? It wasn't those, like that. Those big Zach, Zach Morris phones, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> God, that's for rich people, not, not us. We didn't have that, right? So when we got, all we had to do is just get into the uh, flight, fly to Tampa, and when we landed in Tampa, we are like, what do we do now? We gotta find a payphone. But the person that was there to pick us up is already driving back to Largo, you know, like an hour away, and you gotta catch them there. If they're not home, you just wait, right? So I remember vivid in Tampa Bay, a 13-year-old looking at my mom, was sitting in the corner on the, you know, when you pick up your bags, and she's trying to call and nobody's picking up. You're in a new country, don't speak the language, and you're there with your four kids, you know? So now as a parent, you know, I worry about my kid being outside in the dark. I can only imagine being able to and know that you don't have any money in your pockets. That is what 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 makes me put my mother in a pedestal is a warrior. That's what kind of if she can do it, I don't care. Anybody that gives you excuses, man, you can't get any what that dollar is it is doesn't mean anything. You can do anything with a dollar. You know what I'm saying? So you can just say she had no money. So at the end of the day, um my uh my stepfather picked up the phone call and he was all excited because he thought hey my mom wasn't didn't get in the plane or something like that uh and everything worked out from there you know we we, we got in hit the ground running i remember going to middle school uh largo middle school and there was no um like a <laughs> mixed spanish language no man it was like you go to english class history art all in english and i'm sitting there going like what am i going to do just listening, like, class wah, that. Wah, wah, wah. and I'm like, so you guess what? You're either gonna fold or you're just gonna fake it till you make it. I made some friends, I was making, you know, what do I gotta do? And little by little, man, I started picking up the language. And I think that's what gave me the little edge over uh, uh, some of my, my counterparts. I, I was, I become resilient, adjusted to be able to, uh, to do that. Um, did well, well in high school, I wrestled a little bit in high school when I, uh, when nice. I uh, transitioned. And then um, all this time, I was already training in jiu-jitsu when I was in Peru uh, um, under uh, Luis 
Fabian gym, which it was in Lima, Peru. They had a lot of like catch wrestling and it was a really bold gym. Uh, and I was bullied as a kid a lot. I was, I was getting my butt kicked left and right. So uh, my mother sent me to my uh, uncle's gym all the time. And I would just, I was so timid that I would not join the class. I would just watch everybody uh, a roll, you know? But after like three, four months of me watching them, I knew the moves left and right. I just needed to get in there. And as soon as I got in there, man, I, I realized that uh, that most of us have the fear of uh, the unknown inside of us. But once you become comfortable in the uncomfortable, um, you rise above. It, it, it just happens naturally. You don't even have to think about it, right? So after that, man, uh, I went back to school. And, 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 and uh, next time I got bullied by that kid, man, I put it on on him, choke him out. But, uh, <laughs> but guess what? Now I'm really good friends uh, uh, with, with him. You know, after that, that, that he, he realized he couldn't bully me anymore. I took him in. Really? Um, and he reached out to me a few years ago. His name is uh, uh, Ricardo Pineda from Lima, Peru. So, Does he still uh, good, fight? Good human being, solid guy, family man. So that just tells you. I don't forget, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. and now I'm teaching jujitsu. I've fought in, in, all over the world. I travel from, you know, Russia to uh, Georgia, Peru, uh, Japan. And uh, I remember my little beginnings, you know, my little fights in the park uh, uh, in, in San Isidro and Miraflores in Peru. Um, and that's what I tell when I teach my kids jiu-jitsu class. You know, I have some of the kids that just come in, they get frustrated and they cry. And I tell them, man, I was in your shoes. I used to cry all the time. You know, it wasn't cry out of fear. It was cry out of anger because I didn't, I didn't know how to deal with, with the frustration that somebody was bigger, stronger, you know, bullying you. And, uh, and, and most people read that as a weakness, you know, because our little bodies can't figure out how to deal with it. We don't have the experiences. So right. you have two things you're gonna do. You're gonna run, or you're just gonna bite your teeth and cry because it's a frustration. 